Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Vocal Advancement Podcast. I am your host, Tom, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Heather. Salam. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you notice I never repeat it back to you unless I'm confident that I can actually say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm never confident I'm pronouncing it correctly. That was <laughs> a, uh, apparently the Azerbaijani uh, oh. version of Hello. Although I, I think, for I think, yeah, I was going to say, I think there's a few countries in that part of the world that might also use Salam to say hello. I'm sure our Does listeners would be able to tell us. Yes. Yeah. So yes. we'll be working our way through the Eurovision countries then. Well, yes, I was just saying to Tom before we started recording that I'm very excited because I've got tickets to go and see one of the semi-finals of the Eurovision Song Contrast. Because it's happening just up the road from me in Liverpool, which is like about an hour away from where I live. Ah, so, so you wouldn't even have to pay for a hotel? Well, no, I am paying for a hotel so that we oh, can man. get drunkard. <laughs> 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 and stumble back to our hotel, because it'll be quite late. It doesn't start till 8pm. That's true, it goes PM, on for a while. So, yeah, it goes on for a while. So rather than staying sober and then trying to drive home afterwards, we thought we'd stay over. That makes sense. Yeah, why not? I'll watch for you on the telly. I'll look yeah. for sparkly Heather. Yes. Duncan sparkly Heather. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I'll wave to you. The camera's Very coming away. Hey, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, anybody listening to this from outside of Europe won't have a clue what we're going on about. Or oh, the Australians might, because Australia now mm. take part in the Eurovision Song Contest. Do, yeah. It's a fabulous, humongous televised song competition where most of the countries in Europe take part and they all send a song in. Yeah. And for some reason now Australia are also part of the Eurovision Song Contest. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Not why quite sure not? why. And neither am I. And nobody really knows, but we're all quite happy about it because, you yeah. know, why not? They enter into the spirit of it. <laughs> yeah, I think they do. They do it justice. They get into the, the Eurovision. Yeah. It's, it's very camp and very tight. It's very camp. It is incredibly camp over the top and yeah so i was saying i bought myself some nice sparkly trousers to wear because you can't just go to eurovision dressed in just a pair of jeans and a top oh, no. it just doesn't wash no 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 <laughs> got to stand out in the crowd <laughs> that's it <laughs> <laughs> although don't actually the u.s did they not do something now like that where it, but it's not like world it's like from all the states in the u.s they have like the, the u.s state competition i, I believe possibly now, see, I have had in the past uh, several of our master teachers staying at my house when Eurovision has been on, and they have been made to join in. <laughs> <laughs> These poor Americans and Canadians who come over here, and I go, right, here's a score sheet. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Take it very seriously in my household. Everyone has to score the songs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, some of our master teachers will also be, uh, yeah, quite understanding of what Eurovision is, having watched it with me one year. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid we, we don't really watch it, but last year we did tune in to see the scoring because of the UK's entry. The UK and then we're still watching, well like, uh, we thought we had tuned into a parallel universe, you know, because the UK historically is nil poids. Yes, because don't nobody like us. likes us. Especially yeah. since Brexit. But last year they liked us. Yes. Well, they liked Sam, to be fair. Yeah. Our, our entry. Understandably. Very friendly. And uh, he again, he very much entered into the spirit of it. He did, with his mm. sparkly jumpsuit. Jumpsuit, thing. yeah. Yeah. 
It was a good song. Did a good too. job. It yeah, was a good, yeah, it was a yeah. good song. Yeah, I'm not sure if this year's song's going to be quite as good, but we'll see. <laughs> I can't even say I've even heard of it. I know who's singing it because I saw the article, but I have no idea. It's one of those songs that I feel grows on you. The more you hear it, the more you're like, oh, actually, it's quite catchy. Well, um, it's catchy enough to get us out of Nilbois. But we'll see. <laughs> we may get some pity points because we're hosting it as well. Well, we are, but we're hosting it on behalf of the Ukraine because Ukraine well, won last right, year yes, and obviously they, they can't host it this year for obvious reasons. So the UK is hosting because we came second and because we spend an awful lot of money on the competitions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the combination of those two things meant that we've ended up hosting it this year. So, uh, yeah. But it was going to be good. It was almost nearly in Glasgow as well, actually. Because I it know, was, yes, I Glasgow know. Glasgow came second, didn't it? It was between Liverpool and Glasgow. Yes. And, yeah, Glasgow's a bit further away from me, so I'm glad it ended up in Liverpool. <laughs> well, I'm glad it ended up in Liverpool as well, because I had tickets for Celine Dion that would be rescheduled if Eurovision came up oh. to Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> for a concert that's been oh, rescheduled like five times, but it's been rescheduled again because of the issues that she's having. So. Oh, Oh, it could yes. have came if it wanted to. One of those things, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> C'est la vie. C'est la vie. <laughs> so, what are we talking about today, Tom? Well, today's a very special episode. Uh, IVA is celebrating its 10th birthday in uh, two days' time at the time of recording this. So, we're doing a special 10th anniversary episode to commemorate IVA's last 10 years and the next 10 to... Can you believe it has been 10 years? This grey hair says yes, it's been 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those where it it feels like it was only yesterday, but it also feels like it was 100 years ago, kind of at the same time. Yes, that's kind of a very nice sum up of how Ivy feels sometimes, but... It's kind of a blur, you know, because we've been doing um, the 10 days of IVA. It's very Christmassy feeling, but the 10 days of IVA on Instagram. And uh, I've been reminiscing and sharing everybody's memories on uh, Reels every day. And so, like, sitting thinking, like, when was 2014? What did we do? (laughs) What happened then? What happened that year? Trying to remember desperately. (laughs) And it's funny because people have random memories over the years. And then we're always like... Are you sure that was 2015? Was that not 2016? Are you sure? <laughs> and so it becomes, well, do you remember that time we went to The Hague? Don't know what year it was, but we went to The Hague. But we went there. Definitely <laughs> did it at some point in our lives, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it, it's one of those things, eh, when you've done so many things in the space of that time, you know. Every year in IVA, there's not a quiet moment. No, it's, it's constant and it's exciting. Yeah. But um, I mean that big that first year was that was a bit of an emotional roller coaster, wasn't it? To kind of it was the end of one thing, but the beginning of another, and so there was uh, a kind of a sense of kind of like oh, what a shame one thing was coming to an end, but then at the same time, uh, oh, this is really quite exciting that that IVA is beginning, and this could be something really special. Yeah, there wasn't even time to process it. I don't really think like. It fully sunk in until about two or three months afterwards. And then suddenly it was like, oh, yeah, like that last era, you know, end of an era with the previous stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, because it was like we had to hit the ground running, didn't we, when we started IVA? Absolutely. I mean, I remember I'd spent 
two or three days solidly on the phone to people mm. from, you know, within the organisation, on the phone to them, kind of explaining what was happening and what we were doing. And, um, yeah, it was it was a heavy few days just kind of touching base with all these people and explaining what was happening and, and what IVA was, what our plans were. And, you know, we had to bring those plans together pretty quick, smartish, because people were ready to just, you know, jump on board. Everyone was very supportive of, of the idea and what we were doing and couldn't okay. wait to, to get in there and get started, which meant <laughs> <laughs> we had to have something put together in like five minutes. <laughs> yes, I do. I do remember there was an awful lot of very long days <laughs> for about six weeks as we between one ending and the next one starting. Because we actually started, so we launched officially the 29th of April, but we actually started working on it, I think it was the second week of March. Yeah. The the ten of, the original 10 of us started putting things together in place when, you know, it became apparent that we were all going to end up leaving our previous place of existence. What should we call place that? Place of place? existence. something. <laughs> 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 So if anybody's listening and doesn't quite understand the backstory, so the, the 10 of us who founded IVA, we were part of a, a previous organisation. Um, and just due to circumstances beyond our control, that was not going to continue on the way we wanted it to continue on. And so um, the decision was made that the best thing to do would be to set up something new. Yeah. Um, and so there was there was a, there were certain thing elements that we could bring with us of things our experiences that we had used before that we could go okay this would work and there were certain things that we knew we didn't want to repeat so there were certain things that we knew we wanted to try and find a, a better way of doing stuff um so yeah to suddenly set up a whole new training program in the space of basically a month that was quite an undertaking Hey, Tom. It was, yes. I think I do remember 18, 16 to 18 hour days, six days a week for quite a few weeks. And uh, running on adrenaline during that time as just everything else was put on pause to try and get everything working because you... And I mentioned this in the first video, but it wasn't just like the fact that we were putting together education and requirements and structuring all that. It was like an actual business, so legal, accounting all the things that you need to have, you know, run legally internationally and branding and naming. And, you know, it's one thing when you're on your own naming a business, like it takes forever. But when you've got 10 people all together... <laughs> all got their like, opinion on the matter, yeah. And all have their say in the brand. It's like, because we were started off as the International Institute for Vocal we Advancement. We did, didn't we? The I'd IIVA. forgotten that. <laughs> yes. I remember that because we had logos done and then somebody was in a board meeting was like... Um, maybe we should drop the international because, you know, like, it's a bit of a mouthful. Um, like, you know, after we had just spent like three weeks working on logos and you're like, okay. <laughs> but it that worked out for the best. That worked yeah. out for the best. I think IVA is, you know, Institute for Vocal Advancement. That's plenty. Yeah. 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 I think we landed where we were just fine, but it's just, it's always that way, isn't it? I know. <laughs> Just as you think you're nearing the end, you're like, oh, someone else has again. got an opinion, yeah. <laughs> but we had, you know, quite the dream team. 
with you and your, you know, kind of IT skills and knowledge on that side of things. And then we had Andreas, who was a lawyer. Yeah. You know, so he had all the legal knowledge. You know, it there was there was some really important people, and obviously Corey, who who had done all the administration work previously, um, her never sleeping was quite useful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Four a.m. replying to emails for people. She, like, like. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it we had the skill set on, you know, on the team to be able to put things together. Um, and obviously it worked out quite nicely. Yeah, you know, we're, we're still here after 10 years. Absolutely. Stronger <laughs> than ever. Yeah. But we have had, I mean, ups and downs. Like every, I think it's fair to say any business has ups and downs over an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. We've had our ups and downs, you know, over 10 years. You know, we've had board members leave us. We've lost board members, sadly. We've had teachers come and join us. We've had teachers leave us, you know, as people kind of grow, outgrow things and move yeah, on. But, move on. Mm-hmm. You know, we still have this kind of core group of people that have been with us since the very start that are just, you know, loyal. They work with us. They help us, support us and contribute to the business and things. So kind of, I think it's amazing still to have a core. It's such a big core. Yeah. Of people still here after 10 years. That's true. Yeah. So must be doing something right. Testament to how fabulous we are. <laughs> well, obviously, sweetie darling. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a given. I, I think it's important that, you know, we, we continue to try and move with the times. That was one of the things when we first set it up. We were like, we need to move forward a bit because some of the things that we'd been doing previously felt a bit stagnated, felt mm. like we hadn't moved forward for a while. So we we made that step forward when we when we set up IVA in the first few years and we were figuring out, you know, how did we want to move things forward? What did we want to do that we hadn't done previously? And right to the current day, you know, we've just launched these new courses, haven't we, Tom? So it's... We have, yeah, which was probably, I think, probably one of the biggest changes. I mean, like, if you forget the educa- actual content, like, structurally, that's probably one of the biggest changes we've made recently, moving away from, like, a 10-year program to a three-year program. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was scary at first when we started discussing it. But again, it was one of the things needed to move with the times because the way that we started off just didn't work anymore. People just didn't have the patience or the attention spans to be like 10 years of courses. And so that was a lot of hard work. Yes. (laughs) There's a theme here. Are you noticing? Yes. Not Hard afraid work. of a bit of work. Not afraid of a bit of yeah. work. Yeah, but but it's it's important to do. It's important to do that sort of thing. It's important to make sure that you don't stagnate, mm-hmm. and that you don't just tread water. That you are looking for opportunities to get better all the time. Exactly, and the thing, I think, what I like about the IVA is the fact that in the old place that we were, there was a lot of things that we couldn't do because. You know, it wasn't our business. You kind of had to run how the business wanted to be run. Whereas here, like we can have a, a grown-up adult conversation. Like this isn't working, or you know, this needs to be updated because this this knowledge or this delivery method is you know five years out of date. So you can have that conversation. You can draw on expertise from within the group and from without the group. You know, like externally, yeah. and then move forward in a way that's. Best, the most beneficial for the teachers and the business. 
Yeah, absolutely. And there's no temper tantrums or tear. Well, there's a few tears oh, and temper know. tantrums. Don't know about that. Not as much. <laughs> <laughs> We're all getting too old for it. <laughs> now we're just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, we're happy. <laughs> I know. No, I know. I, I, I've, I've been watching the videos that you've, you've filmed and uh, just reminds you of how many international conferences we've had over the years. I know. Just phenomenal conferences with all these teachers and... Um, yeah, I'm I'm so looking forward after watching this video, I'm so looking forward to next year when we can do it in person again. Um, and next year next year's Ivacon ten. Wow. I know ten years ten, like ten years of IVA this year, ten years of conference next year. You know. I love it. Yeah, because in the just, first year we didn't do a full conference, we did a couple of mini conferences because I hosted one at my studio right. here. And yeah. I rem- <laughs> My favourite memory of that is that you were like, right, we need somewhere to host like a, a, a dinner or something. So I was like, oh, OK, right. Well, obviously, I, my teaching studio is just a teaching studio, so I don't have room to put on dinner for everybody here. But um, just up the road, there's like a little hotel. So I got in contact with them and uh, they did a dinner for us. But when we got there, I think there'd been like a wedding or something the day before. <laughs> and <laughs> they'd, left all, they'd left all the flowers up and everything. <laughs> and the kind of the lectern that, you know, you'd use for making a speech, there was like floral displays still on it. And we were like, oh, it's pretty, you know, it's fine, leave it. But all the photographs we got, because Spencer got up to make a speech. Um, and all the it just looks like he's like, <laughs> looks like he's like the priest or something at a wedding <laughs> uh, I had forgotten about that <laughs> oh, oh. I remember that now yes who just tickled me who looked like he was about to you know marry someone <laughs> really was just making a speech to welcome everyone to the to the conference <laughs> I, that, yeah that was that was fun because I like we had so Stephanie and Andreas came across and Spencer came from Canada but then That's we it. had the other master teachers on Zoom well in fact Zoom didn't exist back then no, it, was it was all Skype Skype and Fuse I think it was called Fuse oh yeah I forgot about that one and mm. um, I think we were their biggest customer at the time and I remember them Skyping in and then I remember Natalie Weiss Skyped in do you remember Na- yes uh, yeah. she was teaching riffs and runs over, over Skype or whatever it was that's right and I remember like somebody getting up to sing a riff and um, we were like, oh, that's a bit hard for this person. And <laughs> we kind of struggled a little bit. Struggled a bit. You know, but it was still, like, you know, it was, we were all kind of like, oh, it's Natalie Weiss, you yeah. know, because there was no TikTok or really that. Well, there was no TikTok back then. So it was like YouTube and everybody's like, oh, Natalie Weiss. It was, mm. it was quite a big deal. It was, yeah. Celebrity. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was fun, it was fun. But it was, because obviously we mostly had teachers from Europe come over. We had teachers from like France and Ireland and Spain and I'm trying to think where else they, obviously Germany and Teachers from Germany and Italy as well. And Italy, yeah, so a lot of, you know, teachers came over and I, I, those of you who are watching this, you can see my studio behind me, but we squeezed, I can't tell you how many teachers we squeezed into this room Sitting on people's here. knees. They were. 
it was like how many chairs can I pack into this one room so that we could all be in here to you know to learn together and I've, yes, I've got remember, another, I've got another room as well floor. so yes exactly it was like where, where can I I'll stand no at the no chairs back. for the staff <laughs> <laughs> just sit on the floor Tom <laughs> Yeah, so then when we did do a bigger class, I hired a local theatre to use for the for the larger master class and things. But it was, um, yeah, it was fun. It was it was a good way to kind of get things moving. Ready yeah. for our first proper conference, which was in it's the sunnier climes of California. Well, we did as well, though. Don't forget, we did the we did like the same, but in Utah a month later. Yes, and um, we had. Spencer came again and we had the American MTs so Kathy, Linda and Jeffrey all came and I remember sitting in the board meeting and we were talking about how it was going to work and they, they were really worried about all the online stuff and then Corey was like well you know Tom you could just go to Utah and I was like I'll go to Utah yes yes <laughs> I'll go are you paying <laughs> I'll go so I got a five day trip to Utah brilliant <laughs> to run the conference I'm like okay yeah why not yeah, and it was great. And we had Linda's studio. So Linda had like a similar idea to yours, like a big mm-hmm. main room with like a, she has like a raised platform for a stage and then she has like smaller teaching rooms. I remember doing a Costco run, like to buy snacks, you know, like <laughs> American Costco. And it was just amazing. It was like all these massive boxes of things and you're like, let's get 48 of that and two dozen oh of this. And word. Sounds it was dangerous. lots of fun. It was. <laughs> It was dangerous and expensive. You're like, ooh, I'm hungry. <laughs> well, you see, these conferences, they really are the kind of the highlights of the year because that's when, you know, the real community is built, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's where people really start to... So, yeah, most of my memories of conferences throughout the year are of sitting in the bar after hours and singing karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> That was a common theme in my videos as well, Carrie. Yeah, because that's what happens. I can't tell you how many of the classes turned into how to handle swollen, hungover cords today. Because <laughs> 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 every teacher who volunteers to get up to sing is like, I've not got much voice today because I didn't get to bed till 4am. <laughs> yes, there was quite a few wild nights. <laughs> And that's what we love about it. But there's an awful lot of chat that goes on after hours. You know, the teachers will all go out for dinner after the, the official classes have ended. And then they're picking each other's brains after hours oh, yeah. as well. So there's a lot of learning to be done in the socialising as well I as remember. The... <laughs> Do you remember sitting around the fire outside and um, it was California, was it? Where was it in California? It was near the Chinese the Anaheim. No. No. Or maybe it was, actually. It was a double tree, I think. Or was it Hilton? Anyway, we were all... I just remember, I think it was the third last night, all sitting around this, like, outside fireplace. Because, you know, California is lovely mm-hmm. weather and stuff like that. We're sitting around the fireplace, just, like, chewing over the day and, like, suddenly song erupted. And then it was just, like, the next minute there was guitars appeared and everybody <laughs> just started singing. And all the guests were saying, going, what on earth is going on What's going here? on out there? <laughs> Who are these people? <laughs> Well, there's no way you can get that many voice teachers in one place without them all bursting into spontaneous singing somewhere along the way. 
Oh, I, funnier, a funny story as well. I, I forgot to put this into the 2018 video, but when we were in Edinburgh, oh, we were on the Royal Mile, and the hotel was like right on the corner of the Royal Mile, so it's kind of prime position. And there is a, a very popular Irish bar just right across the road, and they do like you know Irish bars like that. They have like live music guy with a guitar sitting in the corner singing while the folks are drinking. And uh, I do remember the one in the mornings, I can't remember what night it was, but the big group of teachers had gone all over around, from like all around the world, all these teachers, went into the bar, this poor guy in the corner, open, you know, like, singing his guitar, singing his song, and they're like, oh, can we sing with you, duet? Next minute, totally just take over the bar, like, <laughs> singing, giving him singing lessons, fixing his voice, took over his <laughs> stole his guitar, took, completely took over. Well, I was going to say, I remember a very similar thing happening in one of the Californian hotels. Where did we go that was a little bit further south? San Diego. San Diego. That's where it was. Yes, in the hotel in San Diego, the hotel had a, a, a singer in the... Uh, they had like an outside patio sort of area. Mm-hmm. And one night, the, you know, we'd been out for dinner. We'd get back and this, this singer on... Well, he, would, he didn't sing for very long. <laughs> <laughs> he again it was sat there with his guitar and then before you know it people were, were requesting songs and he just handed over the mic to <laughs> all of us lot I think what I got up and sung uh, Valerie by Amy Winehouse I'm like you know Valerie yeah it's a crowd pleaser yeah it was again <laughs> yeah. it was yeah I missed that I don't <laughs> think I, I wasn't there that night for that one he'd probably gone to bed <laughs> probably 6am starts <laughs> that's the thing you guys were all going to bed as we were getting out of bed <laughs> yeah, exactly. to run the conference I think we got the wrong end of the stick I love that you did <laughs> <laughs> my brain was always like am I teaching tomorrow no that's okay then I can <laughs> I can drink tonight <laughs> I do like, I remember that because you know they like to, they like to get apparently and the first couple of years I was like oh you know, not quite a morning person, but then started to appreciate actually it was quite good to get up and be done by like eight o'clock with your breakfast and stuff because then you didn't have to rush and discover that half the stuff didn't work. Mm-hmm. But I do distinctly remember, you know, you start in the first morning and you're all excited and raring to go and it's like breakfast at six. And then by the time you get to the Friday and, you know, you're going to bed, what time for breakfast in the morning? Seven. <laughs> oh, can we not make it like hard to eight? It's the last <laughs> day. They'll all be sleeping and hung over from karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> and it just gets later and later and then you wake up on the Saturday morning after it and you're like oh it's 8 o'clock crap and then you're like oh no it's finished oh it's fine it's all, it's all good <laughs> yeah I remember doing that in Las Vegas when we were there in the hotel that flooded waking up on Saturday morning in a blind panic thinking I had slept in and it was like no it's yeah, over it's, all it's done. done you can, you can relax we're going shopping <laughs> <laughs> Oh, see, and that's always the good thing as well with one of the international conferences is that you, you, a lot of the people who are coming internationally to wherever it is, they will always tie in a bit of vacation time. Oh, yeah. Alongside it, you know, obviously when we had it in Edinburgh that time, there was a lot of people up at the castle the day after conference. (laughs) Yeah, it was busy. (laughs) It was, because I wandered up to the castle, bumped into half of the teachers up there. <laughs> oh, this is the place to be the day after conference to explore Edinburgh Castle. Whereas we were all just like lying in a heap in the hotel because <laughs> we, dead. you know, <laughs> lived in Edinburgh. So we'd be like, oh, we've seen it. It's fine. It'll still be there next week. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> 
Whereas when we're in California, you get up at like seven on the Saturday morning because you went to Disneyland. Well, I was going to say, I've got a picture somewhere I found of you uh, just at the entrance of Disneyland. Of, I think it was you taking a picture of my daughter Elsie because she was like less than one. Um, and, and so my husband had come over at the end of the conference and we went to Disneyland. We bumped into you on the way in. And I've got a picture of you taking a picture of Elsie <laughs> in the pushchair. I'm thinking, we need to find your picture of that. We can match the two oh, together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 <Different> <laughs> angles. <clears throat> yeah, that was only so I can tell my daughter now. You've already been to, Dis- you've been to Disneyland in, <laughs> in California. Don't need to take you again. You've been there. <laughs> Yeah, because we were, I can't, we were, there was a group of us, we were with Sue and Char and Laura, and then we bumped into Spencer and a group, and they were like, oh, we're going to, because there's a part of Disneyland where they serve alcohol, it's the only part of the park where they serve alcohol, like the wine country section of California, Okay. but you've got to have a meal. But when you go for the meal in this restaurant, you get tickets for the nighttime light laser and fireworks show and wine. Nice. So we, I mean, like, we walked in, like, can we get a table for, like, 35 people? <laughs> 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 All of us. I mean, literally, it was, like, the most international thing you've seen. Like, it was, like, literally, every it. country was represented at this table for around the world as we sat and had this, like, three-course meal and drinks. And it was amazing, like, sitting in Disneyland, drinking wine, having this wonderful food. And then Spencer's like, oh, the last Frozen show's on in 15 minutes. Like, it's so funny. You really have to go and see it. So we had to run from wherever that was to the other park at California to see the Frozen show. And was it good? Full of food. It was really funny. Was it good? It was worth it. Yeah, it was worth it. But we got there, we're all like, oh my God, we're going to die. It was just, but I just, and that, and when I was recording the video, that was the first thing that came to my head. Oh, we drank wine in Disneyland and then had to run to see the Frozen show. <laughs> I do promise our conferences do have some, you know, kind of vocal some education level. involved somewhere along the way. A little bit. <laughs> it's not just us getting drunk. It's just that that's what we remember. <laughs> There's lots of letting off steam, shall we say. There is a lot of letting off steam, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, and it's like we, I mean, because we're there to learn, but you're also there. Like people, these people are our friends, colleagues that teach. You know, people we've known for years and absolutely. worked together for years. And so, like, you just want to sit down, have a a, a small glass of wine or a four, absolutely. and uh, catch up. Yeah. <laughs> And network, I suppose. You know, a lot of these teachers are meeting each other for the first time. You know, there's some of us who've been time and time again, but then there are, every year, there's a whole host of teachers. It's the first time they've been to one of our conferences. And so they're getting to know everybody. And, you know, when you're a creative person yourself, and then you get stuck in a room full of other creatives, it's Mm -hmm. liberating. You know, I love it. You vibe off the fact that everybody's from that same creative world because you don't always get that in your own little individual worlds as much so you know kind of being surrounded by all of these phenomenally talented people you know teachers singers performers you know musicians is yeah it's that that's why that becomes the highlight you know when you're doing your instagram reels you know, every single year you're talking about the conference that year is because that is the highlight of the mm. year. Um, yeah, it does. It do, it's like it's the show point of our education year where 
And like I was thinking there while you were talking because, you know, a lot of us in the places where we work with our businesses and studios and that, like we find ourselves in situations where, you know, other singing teachers don't really want to talk to you because it's all very competitive and, you know, mm-hmm. they don't want to steal their students and stuff or their secrets that they have. And so, like, you don't have a lot of contact with other singing teachers in your area. So when you get into that room with all these singing teachers who are like willing and open to talk about stuff and like, come on, let's go and find a piano and let's show you how to do this kind of thing. Like, I remember that the first time I ever went to conference, I was just like so blown away by how generous and open people were with their knowledge and experience. They're like, oh, yeah. hey, let me show you kind of thing. Whereas you come home and folk are like, I'm not even going to acknowledge that you exist because you're competition, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, it is. It's another world. I think things are getting better these days. With, there's you know, the there's definitely the more internet. forums and things yeah, yeah. That, that allow a bit more kind of knowledge sharing. But yeah, it's always great to kind of get to talk to people and pick each other's brains because everyone's got experiences that you can learn from. You know, it doesn't matter whether you're the most experienced teacher in the room or a complete beginner teacher. Everyone brings something to the table and you can oh, learn yeah, stuff yeah. from everybody. It's, you know, never, never kind of ignore the possibility that you could learn something from somebody. That's that because that reminds me talking about the previous place of existence um i remember <laughs> going to the the first my first and only conference with them and like sitting in a room and i was a level one teacher with like pre-certs or whatever they were called yeah i remember feeling morally superior to these people <laughs> as, a, as a level one and they were just lowly yeah. student teachers a whole one year more experience yeah. i know and then speaking to one of the guys and he'd like been teaching for 25 years and was like <laughs> almost Um, master teacher level and I'm like okay I know nothing (laughs) (laughs) but we don't have that in IVA like you say like we everybody we recognize everybody has something to bring to the table from their own perspective yeah you know and it's just different degrees of experience when we're looking at things that's it and we do often have teachers who sign up to train with us who have got 25 Mm. years of experience teaching they're just ready to learn some new tools and, and you know new tricks to use in their teaching. Um, yeah. So there's no. It's not just that the people who are starting out on our training are complete beginners when it comes to teaching. They're just. And we learn from them as well, don't we? Exactly. Like they come in and it. do their thing, and we're like, oh, that's a great way to to phrase that or approach mm-hmm. that scenario. Like, and so we as experienced teachers learn from these people too. So. It's, a, it's, it's one thing, and I remember these conversations vividly, like we were all about, you know, we never stop learning, nobody knows everything, like this is, that's the kind of foundation that IVA was always built on, no, we don't know it all, but we're open to it, and I think, well, I think, I don't know what you feel, but I think we've kind of retained that over the years. I think so, I think if anything, we've gotten better at that over the years, mm. you know, we get more guest speakers in than ever before now, and... Um, you know, we have more open debates about what's going on in the the vocal research world and, you know, what we've seen other people doing and whether that might be a useful thing to add or not. You know, that there, there mm. are far more open conversations about that sort of thing, um, which I think is, is a good thing because if, if the more closed you are to, to outside information the more people feel like they're not getting what they want from us as a business and they go Mm -hmm. elsewhere. Now, if we can bring them all that information, then they don't need to go elsewhere. They can... 
Yeah. Get that information from us, and that should be our job, is to share the information that's out there. Especially, I think, as well, it's good when we can translate the information, you know, so this person's talking about this. What that means in terms of how we teach and think is this is how you apply that knowledge to this, right. to our tools and logic. And I think that's a really great tool because it allows us to have these conversations with these people and, and assimilate their knowledge. It sounds like the Borg from Star Trek. <laughs> you know, we assimilate their knowledge into the collective. <laughs> but, but that's it. Yeah. And it's good as well, though, because because we've been around for quite a while now and because like you said of these forums with different voice teachers i think Mm -hmm. a lot of these people that are in the kind of vocal science field and doing all that kind of work they're starting to take us more seriously because we're more open to them and what they've got to say but you know and you've seen this when we have guest speakers come into conference or these webinars like they're interested in what we're doing like Mm -hmm. they want to know about us and what we're doing and how we think and how we attack things and all that kind of stuff and so it turns into this really lovely like two-way relationship with these people where they you know they share we share and then you know we go off and prospectively assimilate it into our own teaching experiences yeah and, and that's oh, that so sounds important. like a Miss World answer, like that. <laughs> <is nice. laughs> and world peace. <laughs> I'd love for that to happen too, please. <laughs> yes, that would be nice as well. <laughs> we could sing our way to it. <laughs> we will continue to sing our way to world peace. <laughs> so I'm curious then. You know, we've talked a lot about what's happened in the past, but I'm curious as to what maybe you're looking forward to in the next 10 years of IVA. Oh, my word. I know, I'll put you on wow. the spot. I know. Well, I'm, I'm excited to see how these new courses develop and the feedback we get from the people on these courses. Um, and I'm excited to, 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 to look into offering more, more stuff more education, mm. more training in more areas, um, which I think is on the cards for us. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think that onwards and upwards, and like I say, I'm really excited to get back to in-person oh, yes. gatherings, mm-hmm. to maybe more in-person events, and really yeah. start to kind of build back that human connection that people have kind of lacked a little bit through all the COVID times. Um, I think we are ready and willing to get back on that sort of thing, for sure. Okay, I think that first morning at at our uh, next conference when we're in person will be just like euphoric celebration Mm -hmm. of, you know, that we made it through all of that. We're still all here together. So I think there'll be a lot of emotion at that con- that conference when I we come together so. again. Yeah, I think it will and be a good time. Yes. <laughs> Lots of singing and drinking. <laughs> and laughing. And laughing. <laughs> Food. <laughs> and maybe a bit of education thrown in there, for just, just to, to make it official. <laughs> and tax deductible. <laughs> no, I was just going to say that. So it's a business expense. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, can't wait. But what about you then, Tom? What What are the things you're looking forward to most? See, my like my perspective has kind of changed slightly. So, like, because I, I, as I took over as the CEO last year, like my perspective is now, like, what what can we do with the business now to mm-hmm. support? the stuff that you're talking about so how can it make the business more efficient how can we bring in more people to support 
the teachers, then the delivery of the education in these courses is much better. So, like, I'm excited about new team members that are coming in to mm. do things. And, you know, recently we've been working with social media consultant and kind of building strategies for how to kind of, you know, because we've kind of dabbled in social media over the years, but now we're like really kind of consistently hitting it and putting our message out. So I'm kind of excited to see what that will bring and what connections that will create for us with people. As you know, people that have never heard from us are yeah, like, absolutely. oh, who are these people? You know, somebody sent me a, a Reddit thread a couple of weeks ago, in fact, more, a couple of months ago. And it was like, they were talking about singing teachers on, on TikTok. And they're like, who are all these IVA teachers on TikTok? <laughs> like the top 15 IVA teachers on TikTok, uh, top singing, 15 singing teachers on TikTok. Like nine of them were IVA teachers with like wow. followings of like 100,000 plus. And they're like, who are these people? And I'm like, this is great. This is exactly <laughs> what we want as a business, you know. Because folk are curious, like, who us. are they? What are they doing? What, like, you know, is it a cult? And they, they should like... be talking about us because we do great things. <laughs> yeah. You know, we do. We offer some really, really valuable training. I can't tell you how valuable the training is that we offer. And how many voice teachers are out there not realising that they wish they could have gone <laughs> <laughs> through our training genuinely yeah. you know how useful how many you know unanswered questions could be answered through you know doing the training that we offer so uh, so i think it's incredibly special because one of the things that i feel like we do really well is the the practical training you know uh, it's the ear training i actually taught um a lesson the other day that I recorded for observation for our teachers to observe. Um, and I taught a friend of mine who is, a, she's a voice teacher, but she's not been through our training. Um, and she was like, you've got magic ears. She said to me, at the end, she's like, I can't believe your magic ears that you could hear that. I'm like, that's because all of the training that I've been through has been so practical. It's been training of my ears mm -hmm. so that I can identify exactly what's going on in people's voices. Whereas for a lot of voice teachers out there, the majority of the training they've been through has been very theoretical, which is useful stuff too. Not putting oh, yeah. that down it has at all. Um, <clears throat> but the, the element they've lacked is that practical hands-on approach that I think is what we do best. Oh, yeah. Like talking about the lesson observations when I was preparing for my advanced panel test, like my preparation was listening to like 50 hours of private lessons of people teaching mm -hmm. and just being like, what do I hear? What do I think it is? OK, now what did they say it was? And, and trying to marry up the two. And that was such an amazing development for my years as a teacher, because then I would go back to students that I hadn't taught for a while and be like, oh, I never noticed that before in your voice because my ear wasn't developed enough. That's it. And we do so many of these things at our conferences, you know, practical, interactive-based training. But even, like, silly things. And I always was like, you know, it just makes sense to me. Like, I'm going to teach a lesson, but I'm going to talk out loud while I'm teaching this lesson and tell you what I'm doing and what I'm thinking. And, like, that to me is common sense. But other people are like, you know, mind-blown because, like, somebody's <laughs> saying, like, right, I heard this on this note and this was what happened, so I'm going to give them this exercise because of this. And it's like that's like revolutionary to some people when they see us doing it mm -hmm. I'm like, but we take it for granted because we've done it because for we years. do it all the time and that's just what we do i know and it's great because being able to just because i think when i do it and i'm talking out loud it also helps me as a teacher to 
think about how I'm describing it and what the words I'm using are when I'm thinking about, all right, okay, well, I've got to say this in a way that these teachers will understand. Mm-hmm. That really helps me as a teacher because it helps me to be more concise. It helps me to really focus on what it is that I hear and the words that I use to describe it. So, I, yeah, yeah terrifying to do it at first but <laughs> <laughs> but good and good to put yourself on the spot like that you know again that's how you get better and that's the thing though because our teachers are so wonderful like they'll they volunteer in their droves at conference i'll teach i'll sing i'll be this mm-hmm. and like you know we end up with these massive lists of teachers that are desperate to volunteer and sing and they get up and they do it and they do it and they do it over and over again putting themselves out there being you know quite vulnerable yeah absolutely often. but they do it because they know the benefit of it for not only them but for the other people for everybody and and yeah. you know there is never any judgment is there let's face no. it you know you never sit there and watch somebody get up to volunteer make a mistake you're not you're not sitting there going oh well they've mm, that, oh, they screwed that up something rotten you don't you sit there and you're going oh i'd have done the same thing yeah <laughs> i'd have made that same mistake absolutely <laughs> and you feel for them and you're like i'm really glad you made that mistake because i would have made that mistake and now we've both learned not to make that mistake or you're like high five we're flip buddies yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's good to recognise that nobody's perfect and there's always things you can learn, there's always ways you can improve. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. that's just, that kind of ring fences us very nicely back to kind of why we started IBA. Because as I said, you know, nobody knows everything. There's always space to learn new things, new ways to do things, new ways to communicate, you know. And that's hopefully what we'll be doing for the next 10 years as we learn new things and new ways to communicate Absolutely. and deliver because who knows what tech I mean like can you imagine in five years like we'll have virtual reality private lesson observations or <laughs> <laughs> we'll sitting with our goggles on <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see about that one <laughs> I'd be like sitting at your piano doing assessments hey Siri what was that voice tendency <laughs> I heard <laughs> Never oh, know. Don't. Alexa's listening. I was going to say, Alexa <laughs> will be taking my job if you start. <laughs> Heather, are you sure that that was a gradual clip? I heard. Not- <laughs> oh, that's a scary You never know. <laughs> you never know. I mean, like, there are app, there are singing apps out there that know the vowel that you're singing, and like, if you're on pitch, if you're under pitch, if your vibrato's right or wrong, like, it's only a matter of time before the machines take over. I'd like to think that the machines can't <laughs> mimic the human connection, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe they can. Well, in 10 years' time, we might be having this conversation. Say, we'll, we'll have to do this again in 10 years' time and see. Uh... <laughs> be an episode like 9 million and 4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite. IVA 20. I have no hair. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear me! It's fun though. We laugh. We do laugh. Um, Wouldn't have it any other way. If you're listening and you are, you know, reminiscing on your favourite moments from the past ten years of IVA, you should get in touch with us. Let us know. We'd love yeah. to hear your stories as well of the things you know, the things you got up to in conference or uh, at local events, and you know what what were your fondest memories and. Or any funny videos of the MT embarrassing themselves. <laughs> <laughs> we always yeah. like those. Yes, we do indeed. 
funny pictures. It's been a while since Spencer's boy band video came out of conference. We think we need to resurrect that in the opening <laughs> session. You know, Spencer and his floppy fringe and his big oversized leather jacket in the 90s. <laughs> I love that. I know. That yeah. video got so many yeah, hits on YouTube say, when Ivy started. Say, everyone was doing the running man after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, what's, what's the best way for them to share things like that with us, Tom? Well, we're, we've been running all these posts on Instagram using the hashtag IVA10. And on the 1st of May, which will be after this episode comes out, all of our teachers are going to be sharing their memories and stories on Instagram as well. So the best thing to do is go to Instagram and search for IVA10 and we'll put a link in the show notes as well and you can browse through all the things that have been posted and see everybody's memories and stories that they're they're sharing and uh, if you want to email us your memories drop an email to support at vocaladvancement.com and you know send the pictures or videos through that and we'll happily share them on our social media as well with everybody so they can see your memories I'm looking forward to seeing all those I know old pictures coming up oh the old embarrassing ones like I have a I have a habit of like, you know, because you're work, like, I mean, we're working technically whilst we're at the conference. So like, you're not always aware of what you're actually doing or what's going on around you because you're like, oh, the Zoom link's not working or all oh, the handouts are missing or something like that. And so there's all these pictures of me with like fraught faces when something is broken. <laughs> I was going to say, to be fair, you, you were the, the person who had to put out all the fires. So, yes. <laughs> I, sure. that. F- do you remember the, fir- the first conference we did in 2014 and some idiot had the bright idea that we were going to live stream it around the world <laughs> and like there was one of me and three rooms and the rooms were on three different floors of the hotel and on that first session I'm just like calmly sitting like thing me and it gets like 19 messages this isn't working I'm like running up and down stairs in the hotel I think I must have lost about two stone <laughs> in that week from running around constantly because everything just broke because yeah Sounded easier than it was. Yeah. That yeah. idea was me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we learned very quickly that well, that was not did. the way to do things. No, no. But, Thankfully, but, we have a fabulous team now that I helps. was going to say, we've got relatively smooth running now. No, kind of generally what needs to be done and how it needs to be done. Or at yeah. least I think we do. You know, I'm not involved in any of that. That's what we <laughs> Oh, we do. We have it down to fine art now. But I was saying this to the team the other day in our last meeting. I was like, you know, it's been a while since we've done it in person. We're going to be a bit rusty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it'll be like riding a bike. It'll come just flooding back as soon as you get going. All the bad memories. All the bad memories. (laughs) At least I'm not far from a house. If I forget anything, you know, I can just hop in the car. It's like a 10 minute drive. drive. Yeah. It's not like you're on a plane in the middle of California and you've left like the hard drive with everything. (laughs) Oopsie. Oops emailing your partner can you please find the hard drive and can you please email it to me <laughs> I can't remember the password <laughs> oh, wow. stress I know well yeah. anywho hopefully that's been an enjoyable little walk down memory lane at least for us if not yeah. for anybody else <laughs> and do yeah get in touch share your yeah. memories and uh, yeah we'd love to see them all Absolutely. So, yeah, so normal servers will resume with our next episode because we've kind of butted in in between episodes. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, normal will be resumed with Gerald White in our next episode. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. And uh, see you in 10 years' time. <laughs> <laughs>